Hola, welcome to Growing Up Latina. I am your host, Ali V. And before we get into today's guest, I just want to take the time to really thank all the subscribers, everyone that's been liking, commenting, just all the support that I've been receiving. It's been incredible. Um, if you're new to the show, please do not hesitate to like, subscribe, DM, hit your girl up. Let us know who you want to see on Growing Up Latina. Now, let's get into today's guest. I'm super excited. Um, I'm a true fan, and I just want to give a warm welcome. Mi gente, give a warm welcome to Harlem's princess, Melly. Hey. Hey. <laughs> How are you? How are you feeling? I'm doing great. You? I'm good. You've been outside. Nah, I've been inside, but... Yeah, you've been inside? Yeah. I've yeah. seen you traveling, yeah. but then I've also seen you in the studio. Yeah, I've been working, and that's what you mean by outside. Outside. <laughs> so let's take it from the beginning. Mm -hmm. For anyone who doesn't know who you are, would you consider yourself a singer or a rapper? I consider myself like an all-around just artist. Like, I'm very free-flowing, and like, anytime in the booth, like, it don't matter the beat, I'm just always gonna like... Just either sing or rap on it. Just flow. Just so I don't flow. like to box myself in at all. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. Now, where where did you grow up? Well, I grew up in Harlem. Yes, shout Born. out to Harlem. Me too. Now, what part of Harlem? Because there's two Born. sides to Harlem. 135th Madison. Okay. Fifth. All right, so that's like right on the cusp. Yeah, that's like right there. But it's like in between everything. I went to um, PS197. Mm -hmm. And then from there, Thurgood Marshall Academy. And then I went all the way to the Heights, so I saw, like, a whole different side. What was the difference in the sides? Like, what was Harlem versus the Heights? Harlem was definitely, like, it wasn't, like, as many, like, Hispanics. Well, there's a lot of Hispanics in Harlem and stuff, but mm -hmm. when you go to the Heights, it's like, you see people playing do dominoes outside. That's the only yeah. difference. But then, like, you go to Harlem, you see them playing chess or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like... It's kind of like the same, but... When did you move from Harlem to the Heights? No, I didn't move. You didn't move? No, so no, you no. were just going to school, school Yeah, I was Okay, so you were school. traveling back and forth. Mm -hmm. Okay, awesome. Um, where, Where's your family from originally? My family are Dominican. Okay. Yeah, like my dad has like Cuban, Dominican. Okay, so you're a little bit of Cuban, Dominican. That's in my blood, it's but in your blood. when it comes to like, it's Dominican. Okay, yeah. when was the last time you've been to Dominican Republic? <laughs> like um, two months ago. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I was outside it? there. Yeah, you was outside <laughs> there. You was outside there. How was yeah. it over there? It was fun. Like I got to be with my family. We went to like do rios and stuff. You know, cook on the, on the. You know how they be cooking with the big calderos and stuff. Yeah. So it was like refreshing. And then um, you know the tetejos going to the like the hoods and stuff. It was. It was. It's just, it's always a vibe. Yeah, like going outside. I love DR. The last time I went to DR was actually last year for my birthday. Mm -hmm. Um, I went to oh my god, why am I drawing a blank? There's a resort there, the sanctuary. Mm. I went to the sanctuary. It's in Capcana. In Cap, what? Capcana. DR. Oh, Capcana. Okay. And it's really really beautiful, mm -hmm. and I had an amazing time. But my dad is Dominican, so mm -hmm. he's from Santiago. Oh, Santiago. Yeah. So when I go see him, like, I always say, like, the food over there is super organic. It's, yeah. like, the best food ever. So yeah. I appreciate DR. I mm -hmm. love DR. I love that. So, you, so you're so you more, like, in Santiago than, like, the capital yes. and other stuff. Okay. Yes. 
Papi's from Santiago. Uh -huh. Mommy's from Puerto Rico. Oh. Yeah, so there's a little bit of a mix over mm -hmm. here. But um, when I see my dad, he takes me everywhere. Like, you know, yeah. we... Honestly, the whole family is kind of scattered everywhere. Yeah, in DR. everywhere. Yeah, that's how so. it would be. Because my sister's in Santiago, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So when I'm out there, it's, it's definitely a different vibe mm -hmm. from the capital. Dope. Mm -hmm. Now, let's talk about how you started into the music. Yeah. Like, when did you... What, what were your parents listening to in the household? Um, My mom was always... Well, my dad, he's a musician himself. Dope. So he always... um. He always had like instruments laying around, guitars, pianos and stuff. And then he'll always play like merengue and stuff like that. So I'll, I'll also hear a lot of like Juan Luis Guerra. Love. Yeah, so love, I love, love him. Yeah. Um, Ricardo Arjona, I don't want to say his name wrong. Um, I was listening to La India. I love yes, La India. La Chicas del Gang, stuff like that. What about, let me, see, let me really test you out right now. Benito Mendez? It depends on the songs. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to know the songs, honestly. Okay. I'm like that with everything, though. Okay. Not even just... Mm. Yo, papi listened to Quinito Mendez growing up, so I was always just like, I un chica, I un chica, and bikini. And it was like this whole thing. <laughs> no, I swear there's a whole song about it. Uh -huh. So Quinito Mendez was like my NSYNC, my Backstreet Boys. Mm -hmm. um, but they were a whole vibe growing up for me. Yeah, I, I'll have to like... Probably hearing it, because I'm, I'm that girl. Like, if you turn... Like anything on, I'm dancing. That's something. Yeah. Like my family's big dancers. Like yeah. I'm a salsa queen. So, so your family parties are yeah. They good. They be partying. But, <laughs> mm -hmm. So okay. So your dad was a musician. Yeah. So still, was that still still okay? Still a musician. So that was that your first introduction to music? Yeah, like, with my him? dad. Mm -hmm. Okay. So he taught you. Was it like tones? Was it like? No. Did you guys have like a? a father-daughter moment where he was like, all right, come on, let's do it like this? No, honestly, I grew up just my dad, like, always being into music. You know what okay. I'm saying? Or, like, um, my family, like, uh, a regular Dominican thing to do is, like, when you're dancing yeah, and stuff, yeah, the yeah. little, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So when we'll be all in, like, family parties and stuff, like, my dad, um, I don't know if it's just my family, but, like, we'll always have, like, a room where all the cousins is there and then the aunts and uncles. Girl, that's all over everybody's there. family. No, but hold up. <laughs> but, like, all of my uncles would, like, come in and be like, oh, you look at your toilet seat. So, like, they're, <laughs> so they're, they're always, like, you know, rapping or doing something. So that was, like, really a thing with our family. Like, we'll do dances. I don't know if that's a thing. With that's other. a thing. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a thing. But were you shy or were you, like, in the party dancing were you like nah I was never of? shy I feel like my family like even my dad's side like they're just all so like creative and always like either the little kids was rapping one was making up a dance the other one was, like I have this one cousin I love him to death mm -hmm. Brian he's the only one I could really draw yeah. but like when I say draw like he's a real real like, artist yeah real. so like if you would walk into his room like you know he was jamming to J. Cole and like just drawing and stuff that's dope. Mm -hmm. Okay, so your family is definitely filled with a lot of creative. Yeah. There's a lot of creative energy there. Mm -hmm. What about your mom? My mom, she's, I think, like, more of a, like, more, where my personality is, where, like, you know, mm -hmm. like, I always be ready to, you know, even when they be like, you want to drink? Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> like, that's my mom. So, like, I feel like even, you know, even their relationship, she was a very, like, mm -hmm. you know, while he's, she always supported him and stuff like that. So, my mom's family, they love to dance. So I guess, like, you know, that's a combination of yeah. like, me loving to dance. 
And then in school, what were you like in school? What was Melly like in school? Um, well, <laughs> <laughs> what were you like in school? Where though? What what grade? All right, give me let's say eighth grade. I feel like eighth is like a safe grade. Eighth grade. What mm-hmm. was By eighth grade, I was still getting sent to DR. So I did um I was in I got sent to a Christian school. Okay. To go to Christian school in DR. And then I was a little bit like rebelde, mm-hmm. like the rebel yeah. of the family. I, it was like three of us and counting. But um, I was. So wait, hold on. You have a sister or mm-hmm. a brother or what is. I have two sisters and two brothers. Okay. And then I'm like the middle, like the Ooh. one in the middle. But now I'm having a little sister. So that's Ooh, even. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. My oh. dad, you know, Dominican. Girl, <laughs> I got. Five sisters and four Forever. brothers. Younger? I am the, not the youngest, the second, the second youngest. to last. Yeah. Okay, okay. So that's yeah, me. But my dad was working for sure. Yeah, yeah, my dad crazy. <laughs> he was working. Mm-hmm. But I was, right. I was very like, I've, I think the only thing that changed is like, I'm not as like daring as before, but I was always doing it. Really? Oh my God, can we crazy? You can. can. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, let it out. Let it out. No, let it no, out. No, no, no. The sh came out. By okay, yeah. mm-hmm. it's fine. Okay, so now, what about let's say sophomore, junior year in high school? Like right bad. when you have to see like what college am I going to? Or, um, so you were bad. You said you just said you were bad. I could admit, <laughs> like now looking back, like I would, I would. I would love a child like me, but then at the same time, like, I understand the patience that they had to have. Right. But um, I guess when I came back from DR, because I ended up coming back, mm-hmm. um, in ninth grade, I was having, like, little boyfriends and stuff. So there was this one, I used to go to, like I said, the Thurgood Marshall, mm-hmm. and I was dating somebody from, like, Bread and Roses, which was, like, up the block. And, like, um, we would just be hanging out. I was definitely, like... Doing things I wasn't supposed to do, like, you know, leaving and stuff like that. But um, one of my best friends, like, she got in trouble because mm-hmm. she was, you know, little boyfriends and stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. So my mom was like, yo te voy a mandar por otra escuela because you need oh to be separated God. from everybody. So, yeah. pa que fue? So, because I was worse. So, and I ended up going to, <laughs> oh my God, I ended up being in G-Dubs. I love the vibes. Um, what was the vibe like? Um... Well, when I got there, it was a little bit confusing to me because in third grade, I would be like, okay, like, that's that's Audrey, because that's, that's her real name. That's right. Audrey, whatever, like, she's Dominican, but, like, we were, uh, uh, but then in, in the Heights, when, like, I first hit the um, the third floor, which was, that was the, the floor I was in, mm-hmm. like, I had, like, some Dominicans girl, like, talking mad in front of me, like, but mm-hmm. in Spanish. Yeah. So I was kind of confused if, like, I was like, wait, do are y'all noticing that I can understand you or you right. can't, you know? So right. by the time, like, the teacher was done, you know, like, saying, like, okay, let go. And I was like, like, I understand you or whatever. And they looked kind of surprised. So like, it really? was kind of like a transition of, like, understanding, like, maybe these people think they're more, like, in the culture than mm-hmm. me. Or, like, I look a certain way where they couldn't really be like, oh, she's Dominican or whatever. So it was definitely like that. But then the transition was good because even though I was a new girl and stuff, like, I was dating, um, I had my first real, real, like, actual relationship there. Mm-hmm. And um, I was dating, like, the, the captain of the little baseball team. So, you okay. Know, you know right. how it is. <laughs> okay. I was, you know, I was <laughs> with my friends and stuff. Most of my friends were, like, party girls. So, like, we was yeah. throwing parties and stuff. We was making bread like that. So you were, like, the popular girl. 
I wouldn't like people were definitely. Did you have a crew? Did you have like a a girl? I crew? had the yeah. Like I mean, I guess, but because <laughs> I guess I don't like saying popular, but I feel like I knew people. I was I was loved. I right. loved people, you know. So I guess you know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Did um, growing up like when you were in high school, did because you have a very unique voice, mm -hmm. and I always say this about you. Um. Your voice really stands out to me. But for me, I had a lot. No, I really mm -hmm. had a hard time because I, I went to a performing arts high school. Uh -huh. So everyone would call me Rosie. For Rosie Perez for my accent. Yeah. And even in acting school, I just had a very difficult time. Mm -hmm. Did anybody ever mention your voice? Did they make yeah. fun of you? I did get Rosie Perez a few times. I'll mm -hmm. get... um. Brownies for my brownies all the no. time. Yeah, so, but I'll, it was usually, yeah. it was usually just people trying to mimic how mm -hmm. I sound. So I'll just, but I always spend my whole life just looking at people like, that's how I sound in your head. But I always feel like they'll use like a higher tone and stuff. But mm -hmm. I just felt like after a while, I went from hating my voice to like, yo, like I love my voice. So, you know what I would do? I would actually, like when I first had a cell phone, Mm -hmm. I would leave myself like a voice note just mm -hmm. to hear how, how I would you sound. sound. Yeah, I'll and do I, that too. And I would cringe like, oh my God, I don't I don't mm -hmm. want to hear my voice. Did you do that? Not with not with voicemails, but like in videos, mm -hmm. I would run it back to see like how I sounded. Did, was it like a cringe or were you like, nah, this is dope. This is, I like my voice. I mean, I'll always be like, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. you never get used to it. And especially like... Maybe I just hear a little bit like deeper, mm -hmm. but like when I'm on cameras and stuff, I do hear like how people will be like, because eh, that's yeah. usually how they <laughs> mimic me and stuff. When did you first realize the power of your voice? Um, What do you mean by power of my voice? Well, because your tone is unique mm -hmm. and I feel like you do like set yourself apart from like a cluster of, you know, women that may want to get into this like music industry like you you really you have to know you don't sound like anyone yeah i don't yeah, like no, you no, don't yeah. sound like anyone which is a Thank gift you. so just like the power of like you know like your tone and what you could do with your voice in the music oh, in yeah, the music yeah like different different pockets that i could hear yeah. and stuff i was i was very um i was very in tune with it because even like before like anything i always kept like a journal so a lot of times like i'll write poems and mm -hmm. i'll like see if i'll like either rap it or if I'll sing it in a different tone or if I'll just like you know like so a lot of times like just reading and stuff mm -hmm. that's what made me like realize like the pockets that I could go and tap in with my with my voice. Were you singing first or were you rapping first? Um, I was into poetry. All right, like yeah. poetry, like spoken, spoken word. word. Yeah. Do you remember? I don't know if you remember this, but there was like the New York Rican Cafe. Do you? I feel like it's still around. Mm -hmm. You don't remember it. Okay, I, I feel like I just showed my age right now. No, <laughs> like I just, no, I don't remember it. No, it was like this really dope, like almost like Def Jam, poet, like Def Poetry Jam. Yeah. It was like that, and they had like amazing um, poets that would just do spoken words. So it just triggered something That's beautiful, though, because even being in Harlem, like the whole like jazz stuff mm -hmm. and all of that, like I feel like I was very more exposed to poetry like, yeah. through school because of like Harlem. How open were you to sharing like your gift and your art with like your friends? Um, I was always like open. I feel like um during like, I think know? fifth grade. Uh-huh. Fifth grade we started um like rapping during like when the when the teacher wasn't there, we had an all girls class 
and we'll just like be banging on the desk. So yeah. there was times when my my turn, and I'll just be like, let me get my journal, <laughs> and let me be rapping, you know. So yeah. do you we, still have those journals? I I honestly I threw I threw my first journal down the the incinerator. That's what it's called. Did you? Yeah, because my mom was gonna find it, and I got scared <sighs> one day. So I was like, let me just throw it. And then my other journal, somebody still has that journal from high school. I haven't gotten to like get you in meet contact that with back. the girl. I know. I don't you, know if she threw it out or not, but she was a, definitely a person that I trusted like with. Mm -hmm. so I was like, yo, just keep this right now. And yeah. it's cute because the journal was like one of those like brown, yeah. like looking old journals. Did so. you have like the key? Did you have like one of those journals that had the key? Mm -mm. No. That journal was like literally like the ones with the, mm -hmm. the little band on top of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dope. Okay, so you were always into writing. Mm -hmm. You know when I first like noticed your music, it was the Bodak Yellow remix. Oh yeah, the Bodak And that song for me really did it for me. And I'm going to tell you why. Mm -hmm. I felt like you really embrace both the Spanish and the English. Mm -hmm. Was that like a very conscious decision or does that come out like naturally for you? That comes out naturally because there's times like how I said, like I think I've been doing it even in this interview, like mm -hmm. I'll spit out one word in Spanish, yeah. but it's just the way that like we talk, even mm -hmm. being like, yeah. you know, from New York and stuff like that. Like there's times where people who don't understand you, you still, well, I still blur out like little Spanish words. So that comes naturally. That song changed a lot for you, right? Yeah, it did. It definitely brought a lot of like attention and and different like opportunities to the table. But you were doing, I, I was following you on Instagram, and you were doing a lot of like music, music. and just rapping, like mm -hmm. just doing videos. And then for some reason, that song really just like changed everything. everything. Yeah, I feel like the the reason why it was such like a an impactful moment. It was because, like, I was already doing the freestyles. So yeah, I was I doing them to every other song. But also Cardi, you know, coming out of, the, like, the Bronx and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then now you have, like, this other girl who, like, people knew could rap and sing. And then she gets on the, on the beat and it's Spanish and English. And then yeah. the whole time, you know, the whole camera's just spinning around. It was a very impactful, like, eye-catching thing. Yeah. So I feel like people, aside from the song being a great song and Cardi, you know, that same year... I feel like people was just like, oh, like somebody flipped it around to a song that was just continuously being played. What What do you feel? I mean, I know what changed for you, like outside looking in, but internally, what 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 was the change for you when once you released that song? Um, we was just talking about that. Honestly, the the change for me was um, it wasn't as drastic. It was just more so like, um, people probably needing more of like my time. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I was the only thing I was more focused on was just being in the studio. Mm -hmm. What about like on the Latin side? If you had to collab with a Latina artist, yeah, because I'm sure people reached out to you after that. What after the Bodak? Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. But who are some of the Latina artists that you would like to work with? Latina artists I would like to work with. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Latina or just lat Latino, Latina? Both. 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 Just anybody anybody on the Spanish side. So I would um I would like to work I always say with Harley's Guerra. Cause I feel okay. like I could, you know, do something. Alcangel, mm -hmm. um Casu, mm -hmm. Silver. Um who else? 
I think mo- most of the girls are like newer artists and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I feel like even Yailene, shout out to Yailene. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Not off the top, I can't really think. No, 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 no mm. worries. Be- I, I just, I feel like you always collab. Like you're very good with working with others, because we do see you collab with, right? You just did yeah. Tirame, right? Yeah, Tirame with um with Nephi. Nephi. Yes, yeah. Nephi. Shout out to Nephi. <laughs> um, I I was telling Lou. Shout out to Lou, by the way. Oh yeah. <laughs> shout out to Lou. Um, I was telling Lou one of my my favorite songs. From your catalog is Fresh Air. Wow. That's yeah. deep. No, that's deep. That song is deep you for think me. So? <laughs> yes. And the reason why I like that, and it's so crazy because I love Icy, I mm-hmm. love Bodak Yellow, but for some reason, Fresh Air is <laughs> such a painful song, yeah. but you made it sound so beautiful. Thank you. Like it could, like I could literally cry to that song. It's so, it's such a beautiful song. Thank you. I feel like a lot of people like overlook like the songs that could describe me as an artist. Cause I feel like Bodak Yellow, like mm-hmm. you said, what was the other one you said? Bodak Icy. Yellow and Icy. I feel like Icy. I even I've said it before. We did it in a playful. It was like one of the last songs we did, and we was just joking but that around. Song went- I know. Major went crazy. So, yeah. So, there's even then as an artist, there's times where I'm in the studio and I'm like, okay, well, I can't think too much about it or I just have to free flow. But then I also have to get into this pocket where it's like that real, like, playfulness. But it's just like, it just, all the times when you don't really care about a song or like you feel like, oh, that's nothing is what actually calls in the crowd. Yeah. Let's talk about Icy. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Icy, so who put Icy on for, was it Kylie Jenner? Yeah, so Kylie used it um for her the cosmetic stuff, mm-hmm. and then um that's when Rihanna had used it for her like her revealing. You're like, saying this very nonchalantly, by the way. No, like, that's a big it. deal. No, a, I I'm I'm still like I'm still it's a blessing. You feel you me? You went that from I could Kylie even, Jenner to Rihanna. Yeah, to okay. Rihanna, and then um, did you meet Rihanna? I did at the Diamond Ball. She I was, was like, "You're a badass." Did she? Yeah. <laughs> So I was like, hey, like the real bad gallery reset. <laughs> I am a badass. <laughs> so but I loved like, her. Yes. yes, I love her. And she's she's somebody that I've always looked up to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like even with like her body and like how she's carried herself, things that she's gone through and stuff. Like I always like look onto her. And also like her music has a lot of influence on my personality too. Yeah. You know, so her and then um Beyonce used Icy for her campaign too. So. Okay, so Kylie Jenner, mm-hmm. Rihanna, Beyonce. Yes. Wow. Three powerful, beautiful. Women. Wow. Mm-hmm. And Icy was just a song that you weren't even thinking about. Like, I'm gonna just do this very organic. And I met it. I just now what's crazy is when Icy first dropped, I was crying. I was like, I don't want them to think that this is me. Really? Yeah, because it's Are not that serious? it's not me. It was more so like it's just one pocket that I can tap into. But right. I've always been wanting to be a, a woman who just could uplift other women through my music, but in a way where I feel like they could relate. But then again, people say they relate to Icy. Yeah, I even had like a, a um one of my fans like tat themselves. Icy? Yeah, the lyrics. Oh wow. Without cemento catequema, I was like, oh shit, <laughs> like you got that tatted. Mm-hmm. How does that make you feel when you see that? It makes me feel excited. It makes me feel like, yo, but don't do that. But hey. 
Okay, and then, so then, how does that happen? So you go on Instagram and you see Beyonce, you scrolling through and you just see yeah, no. Beyonce, just, you, does she ask you? No, no, no. How does that work? When that happens, it's definitely a, a spaced out time okay. of when it happened, but with Beyonce, I'm not going to hold you. I I didn't believe it. Like, when no. they came to me, like, oh, Beyonce, da, 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 like, the camp, I just thought it was like, like, I didn't process it. Right. I really never processed it, and then... When I had like seen her laying on the couch and then my song is in the back, I was like, I was in Miami. I'm, I was like, put it back, Beyonce, and that's when like yeah. my head really like bust. So wait, let's take for, for the people that haven't seen it. So mm-hmm. Beyonce did a Ivy Park yeah campaign, mm-hmm. and it was like a whole icy campaign. She mm-hmm. was in blue. She yes. had the white fur, and your song is the one that's playing. Yeah, and not only my song, like, and she let it rock too. Yeah, that's she what I'm saying. And then on top of that, you know, shout out to the queen. I love her. Like I'm forever grateful. But she let my like my 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 tag go there because you know I'm always yeah. like Melly. Yep. So for her to a lot, you know what I'm saying. She could have just played the song, but right. she was she like she let my name be there. So I was like, yo, like that's that's a blessing. Like, how do you sleep at night? <laughs> like how do you like what is you know like mm-hmm. I'm just imagining if it was me mm-hmm. and Beyonce played one of my records yeah. I think I would go to crazy like to this day I'm still a little like yeah but that's what I'm saying like when it first happened I didn't believe it like it didn't process yeah. and I feel like even even when I do mention Rihanna and and Beyonce and stuff like that and the things that has happened I feel like I don't really process it the way that other people will process it. I feel like it hits me in waves sometimes. Or like, I'm mm-hmm. like, Beyonce used my shit. <laughs> but it's like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Oh, my, my fault, my stuff. But, yeah. you know, I don't know. I feel like it just hits me sometimes. I'm like, yo, it's surreal. It's so surreal that yeah. sometimes I don't take it in. Do you ever write for other artists or like pitch your songs to other artists? There was definitely a time where um I wasn't as open to it. Mm-hmm. But now, like, I'm in the works. I don't want to like, step over their boundaries and stuff okay. but I'm definitely like working with the girls and stuff so okay I'm very open okay who were you most surprised of Beyonce between Kylie Jenner Rihanna and Beyonce were you most surprised at Beyonce or was it Rihanna <laughs> Did, it may I have was, been Rihanna um it was different emotions for all of them okay yeah because okay. with Rihanna um, I felt like it was like a, a, a like I feel like with Rihanna and Beyonce it was mm-hmm. like a little like a omen. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's what it's called, but I was going through a lot. You know what I'm saying? Both times, and the when when the thing happened with Riri, I cut my hair off. So like I had I did a big chop. Yeah. So while I'm in the that bathroom, sounds like a breakup. Is that like a breakup chop? No, my man like... was right there. I was. <laughs> Yeah, I came out like, do you like this? But I was more so, I was, it was a lot of things that I wasn't understanding. Uh And my emotions were a lot like all over the place. So when Riri did that, I was like, wait, whoa, you know what I'm saying? So it was like, like I said, like little omens where I feel like God be like, let me just place like people that you like, like love and like could see yourself in and like really could motivate you and be like, you're that girl. So every time, like, I for, I've, because there's times you do forget, whatever, yeah. you know, and I really be like, yo, like, I'm that girl. Like, yeah, no. Whenever you're thing, having a I'm bad not? day, you mm-hmm. have to keep reminding yourself, like, exactly. Beyonce played my song in the right, campaign. Right, right. And that's like, boss. Top, they both yeah. bosses. And this is like, even in the lyrics, like, it's not like, like, 
You already know how you no. feel when you listening to yeah. them. You know what I'm saying? So I see. I see. For me, the vibe for icy is like when I'm going out mm-hmm. and I'm getting dressed. I'm coming out the shower. I'm about to like get yes. dressed, put on my makeup. I put on icy. Yes. But then I've listened to um, City Girls. Mm. That's a whole vibe. That is a vibe. I love that song. It's yeah. very, it's very like New York girl. Yes, it is mm-hmm. a very New York. That's why song. I named it City Girls because it was, it was supposed to describe like New York girls and how we, how we are. Mm-hmm. My favorite line is, um, I almost want to sing it, but I can't sing, <laughs> so I don't. Wa- you know when you're thinking of a song and you like mm-hmm. you want to sing it. Um, oh my god. I just want to get a taste of what it feels like. Uh, dream of, of believing anything if it feels yes. right. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite line. I love that song. I love it. It's one of like my top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that like, what, what are your top three favorite songs? My top three of myself would be mm-hmm. Way Out. I love yes, Way Out. I love Way Out. Um, Way Out is like when I'm in the gym, on the grind, like. Oh, for real? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I swear. I swear. That one, let me Cause see. Because it, it gives me like that grind. Like, yeah, I'm trying to like, like. From the bottom up. Yeah, from mm-hmm. the bottom up. Mm-hmm. I think, um, damn. So you got way City out. City Girls. City Girls is a whole vibe. Uh-huh. And did I say See Me already? I love See Me. Yeah. Did I say, I said, I said that, right? No, you haven't said it, but I love See Me. Yeah, and I love the visuals top. for See Me as well. For real? I do. That's crazy. I shot you that. Well, my label, they didn't believe in that. So, what? like, we had to, like, really pull and stuff. And it ended up being one of the main, like, tractions of, like, Melly. Like, when yeah. I'm on stage and stuff, like, you hear the girls. And I really believed in that song. Like, yeah. I loved it. So, when it came to, like, the budgeting, like, for the video and stuff, like, I was like, I believe in it. Yeah. You know? And shout out to Sherry, too, because, you know. Sherry Warren? Yes. Come on. That's my like, girl. No. <laughs> not Sherry Warren. Brian? Okay, sorry. I'm sorry. We could, we could we could that, that one out. Yeah, shout we could out to Sherry. <laughs> shout okay. out to Sherry, you know, because she had my back in that. But I really believed in the song, and then we shot it at the Dream Hotel. Ooh, mm-hmm. that's the whole vibe. Then you have those songs mm-hmm. that really tap into emotions, right? Yes. Now, we recently, we had Jesse Reyes on the show. Yes. And one of the uh, discussions that we had with Jesse was that a lot of her songs derive from pain. Mm-hmm. And that's and I brought up La India, mm-hmm. and she got very emotional about that because La India was one of those artists that yeah. you know, like you felt her music mm-hmm. and you felt like she was going through a breakup. She was going through all these things. Um, very influential. Very mm-hmm. influential. And then you you have those songs as well. Um, th- those songs are those like is that your truth? Are you really writing from like a real place? Yeah, see me was from a real place. Okay. I had to like really check myself. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> but I feel like that's the that's the main thing about me is like I never even with situations like with my girls or mm-hmm. when I see other situations like I'm like I might not be too fond of you but I'll be like hey, like that could happen to me like yeah. she better go like you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so a lot of times like with seeing me the whole message was that like, yo, let me tell you about the baddest that I know. Like, we yeah. never do no crying. You know, we get to the dough, mm-hmm. you know? And then I was bigging up the strippers, too, because it was a time where, like, strippers was really awesome. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, So I was like, you know, kind of paper, kind of paper, watch it overflow. I love Throw it that. like a stripper, let yes. it flow on through the flow. You know, get your Come sexy on. Because I feel like that's what you need when you when you having those moments. Like, have your moments because we're, we're human, you know, mm-hmm. with guys, whatever it is. 
and then put that song on that's gonna make you feel like yeah I need to go out I'm a bad yeah. bitch Ooh, I'm a bad girl <laughs> is Luke telling you to stop cursing is that what it is I don't know I just <laughs> need to stop cursing oh, yeah, in no, general me too, me too. Mm-hmm. and then you have pretty girls Oh my God! Yes, that's one pretty of them. girl. That was that was definitely one that I that's was like, it needs one. to be yeah. on there. Mm-hmm. So when you just take me behind the like recording process of pretty girl. of pretty girls, it was so because that's long like a very ago. like diary type of yes. track. Um, so in pretty girls, I can't remember. I can't remember the studio I was in, what I was feeling, but. Mm-hmm. Um, what I would say about Pretty Girls, I felt like it was so important to have there because I felt like I was away like from my family and stuff like that. I was actually in, in LA. Mm-hmm. And um, during that first, like, you know, like the whole like going into the industry and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I had a lot of things like running through my head. So like, and I'm open about it now. Mm-hmm. I, well, I was open before in a most in a more like I need to do it fearless way. Mm-hmm. But now I'm more open in a like I've came to love myself so much that I'm like open to speak on it. So right. like I used to wear scarves all the time to mm-hmm. hide my long neck. Mm-hmm. But that's like that's sexy, you know? Yeah, that's yeah. beautiful. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, like I said, with pretty girls, that was also reflect on that. Like, mm-hmm. all right, like you're gonna get over it one day, like you know what I'm saying. Like mm-hmm. you're, you have to embrace yourself. With my with my hair, I used to like another thing. I used to cover, used to cover my big ears. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying with my hair. So a lot of the times when I would be like chopping off my hair, it would be me against me. A lot of times. But you have like beautiful curls. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank like, you. Like beautiful curls, and I always say like hair plays a big role mm-hmm. in our culture, right? Yeah. Like my mother would never allow me to wear my hair curly. For real. Ever. Not even in job interviews. Well, Dominicans, they mm-hmm. do see it as like, ah, it's home Because mm-hmm. there's times where I'm like, before, even like coming into like being Melly, that that was me even like a part of my look. Like, mm-hmm. no, like I used to do the whole like, through high school, I used to have like the whole blowouts and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like the washing set. Yeah, but <laughs> eso te que me ca- you know, yeah, it starts it breaking your hair, whatever. So... After that, I, I, it came, I forgot what summer, oh, 2016, mm-hmm. the littest summer of my life. Oh. I think everybody could agree on that. Yeah. <laughs> but I was wilding, like I had, I had parties every other day and, and barbecues. So by oh then my, my hair would be like, yeah. so I was like, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop using like, you know. The flat the, iron. Yeah, so I yeah. just came into it. And then after that, like it was just muddy with the curls. You know, I used to be like, um, what is it? Jiggy shorty with the curls, Ooh. you know. so all right so take us back so so we're pretty girls Mm -hmm. right now that comes from like a real real place yes are those type of songs for you are those more like difficult to record i'm not i'm not i can't tell you how what i thought i probably did cry but like i said like i was away from my family i have a little niece i have Mm -hmm. a lot of like younger siblings and there was a time where i um my older cousin shout out to dali Mm -hmm. she um i was crying because I didn't want to, I didn't want to go to school, or whatever. And one of the one of the reasons was because I've always had like big eyebrows too. Mm-hmm. So like my mom didn't allow me to do my eyebrows. She only mm-hmm. she yeah she wanted me to be a child, you right. know, which I appreciate now. 
But before and you I was trying to get like, them waxed and yeah, I was trying to get the nails done, threaded and mm-hmm. the tips and the. But yeah. you know, in school, like kids are pretty harsh. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So a lot of times, like I said, like with my with my neck and stuff like that, I had to like come into loving myself and my 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 cousin, which was older than me, like she had that conversation. She's like, you know, you're beautiful. Like, don't hide yourself. Da da da. And I also had to realize too, like, yo, I get beautiful. And, you know, way more popping just with the years. Yeah. So, you know, like my little cousins or just little girls or whoever's listening to me, like understanding that too. Like, yo, like you don't look like this, even if you do like embrace how you look right there because you're going to go back to them pictures and be like, yo, it was so beautiful and I didn't see it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that was that was really a message for that. Like pretty girls, like you forgot to mention, like because there be them girls that you be like, oh, it's da 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 They mm-hmm. grow up and they're like, models beautiful you know yeah. what i'm saying so that was definitely the message in that but then you shouted out the girls who commit suicide right yes. like you gave them like a shout out why was it important for you to um, mention that on that song because you didn't have to say that yeah. but you and you oh, say it a yeah. few times oh got me a little bit Oh, but um, take a shot. Yeah, I'm gonna take, a shot. <laughs> take a shot is all yes. good. Hola, mi gente. Sorry for the interruption, but I have to talk about Bartanua. No matter how you pronounce it or what the occasion, Bartanua has you covered. A fresh and delicately fruity prosecco rose with red berry and floral aromas, lively on the palate with ripe strawberry and raspberry notes, and a clean, refreshing finish. From your iconic Moscato in its stunning blue bottle to your full line of sparkling wines and everything in between, Bartanua pairs perfectly whether you're sipping poolside, entertaining, or just relaxing after a long day, or even watching Growing Up Latina. Bartanua Prosecco Rosé. Now back to the show. Um, I feel like... See, so I do. I was definitely crying making that song. But um, shout out to LaShawn. Um, mm-hmm. In the song, I, sh- I shout out um, one of my girls because, like I said, we was young. We was like third grade, fourth grade. Mm-hmm. And like I said, like in, I think in any school, but in the hood, like you better know how to clap back. That's right. You know what I'm saying? So it definitely builds character. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but um, I have found... Um, one of my friends with like a bag over her head in the bathroom. Oh. So that song um definitely took me back to that day. Mm-hmm. And it's like more so like she didn't go through it and I'm happy like she's, you know, a beautiful girl. God mm-hmm. bless you. But it was more so like imagine how many other girls like they suffer from like hearing, Oh, you're ugly or every day, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's like she was one of the girls too where her mom didn't like wasn't like on some night, like, you're gonna be a child, you know what right. I'm saying? So a lot of times, like I'll have, I always had the Wendy's, um, the two little, t- um, yeah, yeah. T- the braids and uh-huh. stuff. So a lot of times, like I didn't feel cute. I didn't feel, you know, I, I will even. There was times where I was a little fast and stuff, and I'll be rolling up my little, my little um skirts, you know, mm-hmm. because that's like kid stuff, like that you do and stuff. So even knowing, like. Going, even looking back at myself, I'll be like, yo, like, I own it. Like, you're just a baby. Like, you're you're okay, bro. You look yeah. beautiful, you know? But there's, you don't know that when you're in third grade, fourth grade. No, and, and kids are harsh, too, right? Very harsh. Like, yes. I remember growing up, I used, so I, during the pandemic, I had Invisaligns. Mm-hmm. And it was so important for me to fix my teeth. Yes. Because growing up, everybody would just, like, roast me. Yeah. Especially when I got to radio. 
and I would do interviews, everybody was talking about my teeth. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I, at the time, I didn't really like focus on it as much. And mm-hmm. then when I started hearing the comments, it, it did something to me. Like it made me feel like... You would see it and everything. Girl, I wouldn't even want to smile in pictures. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't smile at all I, I i was just like i don't want to do anything don't put me on video and yeah. it would it would it made me feel very insecure and then i i finally fixed my teeth during the pandemic mm-hmm. i was so happy about it and then it was something else people didn't like and i'm yeah. like okay now I, I can't make everyone happy That's, like that happens though yeah. you know what i'm saying and it's more so the the because the not to bring that up, it's more so like what people bring attention to. Mm-hmm. I have a bubble nose. I have a big nose. I have like a different kind of nose. You know what it's I'm saying? It's not a bubble nose. Well, really. to it's me, it's not a bubble nose. It's a vibe or whatever. But like, <laughs> I never liked my nose. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So there was times where I'll be like literally third, third, fourth grade, like this in front of the mirrors. Like or, I'll put, to... or I'll put bobby pins to see if it'll like mold a different way. So that's, that's another thing. Like, even when I was, um, when I I never wanted to do carpets, I never wanted to do like things where I couldn't control like the the interviews or like how I looked on it, mm-hmm. and that's a part of like my best friend. She's on my team too. Shout mm-hmm. out to Ruthie, but mm-hmm. she's always on top of like cameras. Like, oh, let me show her how she looks and stuff like that. Not not saying that now I'm more like ah, but yeah. more so it w- it became such a thing where it's like oh, if I popped out like this, I didn't want to be seen. Like I was right. always like picking at myself, but it came a time where I started like. Like I'm a person. I don't know if if like you're like this, but mm-hmm. I walk but I but like you know when you, you ain't home, you, work, you walk out naked. Yeah, no, I don't like, do that. I don't. I don't in, walk in your house. Yeah, I do that in my oh, house. Oh yeah, that's what I'm, I'm like, saying. I don't walk but no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I'm like no, not me. <laughs> yeah, no. <I'm> like, <laughs> you don't see me at two foot running. But, <laughs> but okay. no, but like even yeah. then, like that helps self esteem. You know what I'm saying? Like, but being, it was, it's the question of do you like who you see in the mirror? I love who I see in the mirror. Like I love it took this for it you. took a while. But as soon as I was like, yo, hold on. So I'm not going to pop out because I'm scared that a, the, a photographer is going to catch the right, the wrong angles. Like, no. Yeah. So I had to really, like, be like, all right, girl. Like, you old in. I'm seeing change in you. You are? Yes. I love that. I am. And you know you know who? You and I have something in common. Mm. We both follow the hood healer. I love the hood healer. I love her. So I love the hood healer. I tapped in with the hood healer during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Everything happened for for me. My whole life changed. Me too. During the pandemic. Um, And the hood healer really got me through some like deep, dark moments. Yes. Um, And I believe it was because I started doing like the shadow work Mm -hmm. and the inner child healing. But explain to people who don't know who the hood healer is. Who is she? Just so people... Ah! Yeah, yeah. I love her. I, I know. Like, that's my sis. And like, by the way, when, uh-huh. when she's on IG Live, mm-hmm. like, I'm seeing you tap in. Oh, I'm, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hey, but yeah. I love her because, like, it wait, was who always. Is she? Wait, wait, who oh, is yeah, she? Oh, yeah, okay, okay, okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I get excited talking about her. I know, I know. So, the hood healer, she's like very known on the internet. A real name Imani. A real name Imani, yes. a Virgo fashionista, yes. bad. Yes. Top tier. Uh-huh. But she's like, she's somebody who sparked, um, like you said, the awakening in me. It was like mm-hmm. having, um, you know, not to call her mommy or whatever, but it was like a, a person on the internet which reflected so much with my mom. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't as, you know, like when your mom says stuff, you'd be like, I, 
Well, mm. at least me, but I still listen. No, but like me too, hearing yeah. the same, like, you know, the same kind of like approach on life, how she was going at it, like it really sparked in me, like the awakening to also yeah. look into inside myself. And Amani is somebody who's like, she she doesn't care to be wrong. She doesn't care to be right. She's just delivering the facts. Like mm-hmm. she'll just be like, Well, F how you feel, this is what it is. You see her like munching or whatever. She's the real her. Yeah, she's the Very real her. Authentic. Very. And it also helps me also not do the whole deleting or like, girl, you better stand on what you say. You know, because there's times where like the internet mm-hmm. will fall on her and she's still standing. I'll be like, yo, like Imani really does does not care. And some and most of the time she be right about the things she's saying. Mm-hmm. So it's like even like discovering Imani did a, like the pandemic mm-hmm. was huge for me. It did yeah. that. Yeah. It definitely made me go inside because like Imani will be like, well, what is wrong with you? That Everything you're attracting, you. exactly. Yeah. She doesn't, yeah. she's not a person to be like, well, you need a da-da-da, these people are not. Like, it's more so of a person who makes you reflect on yourself. Like, what it, What can you do better? Like, how can, you, how can you change the surroundings around you but starting with you? And mm-hmm. that's why I admire about that woman because even then, like, you know, she, she, she grew up like without, without her, her biological mom. Without so both. Yes. Remember, they both passed away. Yeah, so even mm-hmm. watching her journey as a mom, like, she, she, I was scared to have kids. Like, after a while, I really? didn't want kids. Uh, because there's so much stuff that you see on the internet. You'd be like, oh, my God. Like, you never really know people. Mm-hmm. But seeing Amani, like, how she just so open, like, with her baby and stuff. God bless your baby. Yeah. Um, Baby Om. Shout out to Om. Om, right? Yeah. Like, just seeing her her be, like, she's just like an ex. It's just, I don't know, I get so excited talking about her, but, like, just I an example, Iman. like, if you're looking onto her, it's like, wow, you know what I'm saying? Like, somebody who stands in their truth, somebody who stands in their power. Yeah. Very, like I said, fashionista, like, very super sex in the city kind of girl. Like, she's popping out, she's saying what she wants, She, you know what I'm saying? So it gives that, yo, like, I'm not too much. Yeah. Like, I'm not too much. I don't think I'm not too opinionated. I don't think I'm crazy, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. she gives that. I think Imani, like, for me, what she does for me is, she holds me accountable, accountable for yes. the things that I've done. Mm-hmm. And for a long time, I was always, you know, I didn't grow up with my dad, mm-hmm. but I was always blaming him for a lot, for a mm-hmm. lot of the relationships, like the failed relationships that I had in my life. Mm-hmm. And I was never interested in like having that conversation with my dad because I didn't, I didn't care. I was like, you know what? Yeah. You did me wrong, whatever. I'm good. Like, so he was around, but not around. I'm going to tell you how around he was. Mm-hmm. He was in Brooklyn and I was in Harlem. <laughs> mm. And he would say, I'm going to come see you. I'm going to come see you. And I'll be waiting with the coat on. That's, never that come. was me sometimes. And he would never come. And he's Dominican. And he's Dominican. Okay. That that's was a me stereotype, sometimes. though. No, but, but yeah. that's how they are. And I, yeah. you, I don't know if you've gotten there with it, but... Mm-hmm. I've had to realize like they came from a whole different upbringing. It's a different, yeah, it's a different upbringing. So it's like even then, like, does your dad hug you? No, I don't think I've ever received a hug from my dad. My dad hugs me now, but it took mm. me to get older, and I feel like even then I'd be like, all right, like my dad would do the tap tap when I got older. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I was a daddy's girl too. So yeah. when he cut off, like real, like cut off, and just saw me as like an adult, mm-hmm. like there was times where I would go, and I was in Harlem, he was in the Bronx. Yeah. I'll be waiting, or he'll say, oh, pull up on me. I'll be waiting outside. I'll be like, yo. What's going on? Exactly. Yeah. Or, like, for games, I wanted my parents there. They were never there. But I had to realize, like, yo, they came from, you see how they treated us? Yeah. They had it worse with their right. parents. And, it, and and that's what I'm saying. So when I started doing the work, mm-hmm. then I was like, okay, well, what was his dad exactly. like? 
you know, or like, and my mom did a great job on not like, you know, like blaming my dad mm-hmm. for anything or painting him out to be like the bad guy. Yeah. She was like, her energy was like, well, you could see for yourself. Yeah, yeah. That's, like you that could, was my mom. Like that you could see mom. what he's yeah. doing. I don't even have to say much, you yeah. know? Because he was there though. Don't get me wrong. Like yeah. my dad definitely looked out and stuff. But there was definitely a time where I was more confused like with myself and I was like mm-hmm. disgusted with myself. Like, oh my God, I'm growing. I'm not daddy's little girl. Then maybe that's why he's not treating me like this. Like, right. So again, it does play a part a lot in a lot it of does. like relationships and stuff. In like, relationships. How you feel like you have to shrink yourself or you have to act a certain way. You know what I'm saying? And my dad's a Taurus and he's like star. So there was a lot yeah. of things where I'd be like, you don't listen, you're just being bad. But then, like I said, growing up, you'd be like, oh, okay, like you just want it. I, I'm actually happy, even though it was a little bit kind of like rough with both of them. Mm-hmm. I'm happy because I feel like that's the, maybe that's what this soul needed to learn mm-hmm. and be who I am right now. And, you know, because I'm still. Okay. Yeah. But how does that play out in like relationships and dating? And for dating. Because it made me like not want to date anybody that, was like my dad. I was like, oh no, if you remind mm-hmm. me of my dad, I'm I'm good on it. I don't I don't want you. Mm. I was actually the opposite. I feel like after after like um a year or half of a year into the relationship, I realized I was dating men similar to my dad. Mm. So I that's crazy that you had that kind of experience yeah. where you were run away. But I never knew I was attracting men just just right. like that. So I was definitely attracting like controlling men or just men that like, cause my dad, he's 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 a tough one, you know. Right. Yeah. So he was always like very like judgmental a lot of times, or like you don't need to be. There was one time we had a big argument because it was the summer, like literally the middle of the summer, mm-hmm. and I was by the window, mm-hmm. and he's like, "You should be reading a book." And like m- my grandma had to be like, "God, you to leave her alone. <laughs> like she's not doing nothing." But my yeah. dad was always like, "You need to be doing stuff. You need to be. You need to be educated." But I right. realized, like I said, their upbringing. And what is your relationship with your dad now? Like, I love this... my dad. Yeah? Yeah. Like, it really, it's, like I said, like, Imani, thank you for her, you know? Imani's dope. Yeah, but it took a lot to, like, forgive myself, forgive others, forgive situations that, to them, like, because sometimes I'll tell, I will tell my parents, like, when I got older, I'll be like, yo, not to hold you, do you, you remember this day? What they thought was like this was like, nah, that was very impactful, but it also yeah. made me realize, like, yo, there's even with my close friends or relatives that there's going to be situations that I'm not looking into as deep because mm-hmm. they're reflecting upon it in a different way from a, yeah. something internal. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that Imani also helped me with was the conversation surrounding death. Mm-hmm. Because growing up, it's like, mommy never told me what happened when someone passes away. Yeah. So I didn't get that part. It was like, mm-hmm. okay, this person's no longer here, but, but why? What happened? Yeah. Like, so... You know, my grandmother, my grandmother passed away from from breast cancer, but I thank you. And and I never I never got the backstory. I never got like I still I just I have like vivid memories of, you know, a lot of people from my family kind of like surrounding the room around Mm -hmm. her. But I never no one had that conversation with me. Mm -hmm. And so when she passed, um, it really hit me in a different way because I almost felt like lied to. Like why why no one is having this conversation? So then when Imani broke it down and when she starts making you accountable mm-hmm. for the things and not to blame your parents, then I started processing, okay, 
Yeah. The topic, the very... Un- uh, <laughs> I don't know. Why? What, wait, what's it, what happened? <laughs> nah, I thought about my grandfather. Your grandfather, grandfather passed, passed away? away so yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. What did, yeah. what did, if you can share, what did he pass away from? Um, my, my um, grandfather, he, he had like fell mm-hmm. from his eye, high as back. And he mm-hmm. had like a stroke and stuff. But he had mm-hmm. like all the other stuff mm-hmm. yeah but it just made me think because you said like people surrounded but i never it's, actually went like mm-hmm. they took him off like once i finally went but i was like one of the kids that always was with my grandfather yeah so it made me think about that mm-hmm. did did your parents ever have that conversation of, i was like, a little older yeah but l- luckily in a messed up way that i'm saying it i never really had like crazy deaths when i was small Mm-hmm. which is, like, even worse to me because there's times where I push, like, people away because of that yeah. death thing, you know? I don't mm-hmm. ever want to feel, like, even with my grandfather, once I felt that, I didn't I didn't go to the uh, the funeral. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to keep that last, like, memory of him on that bed. And, like, I sang to him, and he mm-hmm. moved his um his feet. And he wasn't, oh. so he wasn't moving at all. So yeah. I was like, I was like, I don't want to go from that memory to going to the funeral. And mm-hmm. like, I never really processed death. Maybe you're there. I'm not there. I'm I'm still working through mm-hmm. it. I'm still working through it because I think the most recent one that I had was my grandfather. Mm. Now that one really affected me. That one affected me because we have the same birthdays. Mm. And that one, and that was like, cause my dad wasn't around. So that was my dad. That was, your, mm. that was my dad. And that one, that one was like, ugh. that one's still hard. Mm. That one's still hard. And oftentimes when I pray, I, I do pray to him and I'm like, Hey, you know, and, and he would always call me, um, uh, Ay, mi loca favorita, mm-hmm. all the time. And I remember those moments. And I still have the phone that when we celebrated our last birthday, um, I had like a, a BlackBerry phone. Mm-hmm. I still have that phone and I never want to give it up because I'm always trying to find like, like the charger, something. like the compatible mm-hmm. charger uh-huh. to like look at the videos. Cause it's still don't you gonna make me cry? No, I'm very emotional. I'm no, usually I'm usually good at not. No, that's like, fine. Let it out, but it, mm-hmm. cause it's real. Yeah. It's real. And you know, I just I, sometimes I, I wish that I could, you know, just have like one last conversation. You know, there's so many questions mm-hmm. I had, you know, and even with my mom, there's so many like just questions that I, I want to ask. Wait, your mom passed? My mom did not pass. Okay. My mom is alive, but my mom, this is actually the first time I, first time I ever um speak about it. Um, But my mom has Alzheimer's. Um, so it's very hard for me to like, yeah, yeah, you don't have to talk about it, but that's, oh my God, we're getting like emotional. I I don't even know what to say because I always thought about that. Like how, how could anyone even handle that? Like how, like that's your mommy, you know what I'm saying? Like the one person who like. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know what? She she's incredible, you know, and she she's done everything that she could. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's hard to, because the mind is such a, a powerful tool. Mm-hmm. So then to not be able to have like control over the mind, mm-hmm. um, I think that's the hard part. And mm-hmm. I think it, it makes me hustle harder. Yeah, you know, because I feel like okay, well, you know, there's a woman, you know, who, you know, doesn't have the ability to remember anything, mm-hmm. can't live 
her true best life. So like, let me go harder because who mm-hmm. am I to complain about like getting up or do? You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I think like those are the parts that affect me. But I, I get through. It. Monty does a great job in helping yeah. me with it all. Um, you still like bond with her? I speak to my mom every day. I speak to my mom every day. I think it affected me. The first time I noticed was when she forgot my birthday. I didn't know why she forgot. I was like, yo, but your dad's birthday is literally the same day. How do you forget yeah. my birthday? Could it be because it's such a like a tragic thing like for her with her dad? So she, what she told me was so many... She has such a rough upbringing that... Um, you almost, you know, when you when you suppress, go through something, suppress memory. Yeah, like yeah. like you push it back. Like you don't even mm-hmm. want to remember it anymore. You don't want to go through it. And so, I feel like she just went through just so many hard times that um, she is almost like she like her mind played tricks on her. Like mm-hmm. she just wanted to forget about everything, mm-hmm. and then she I really forgot. That. About, yeah, yeah. So I think you know, with. A lot of the reasons why I relate to you and some of your stories is because I know you have like similar ones yeah. where you have experienced tragic moments, mm-hmm. and you hear that in um who who changed, yeah, and I don't even know if you want to share even a little bit about it, but I know that was yeah. like the most tragic moment that occurred in your life, yeah. And I mean, I won't get too too into it because I don't want to overstep the boundaries of mm-hmm. that other person. But in Who Changed, I do talk about that. And speaking on your mom, the mm-hmm. reason why I said I could relate is that also made me have, like, PTSD, suppressed memories. There was a lot of things where I was really just in the mood. I think you asked me a question, like, where was your head at about just music? And I was like, I just wanted to make music. Because that was a way of me, like, running away from, like, what was in my head and things that I couldn't really, like, escape. Mm-hmm. So, like, having suppressed memory is a thing for me. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So... That definitely was an impactful, like, moment in my life, which changed me drastically. Like, from the girl um, that I was 2016 until that time, and then coming into the industry, I think people didn't really process what I was going through mm-hmm. or the fact that I I I was standing in front of a mirror and I, I knew the girl that was there, but I had to, like, re-learn her and different things. So, like, even now I feel like I'm in a in a place where it's like the old the old girl that loves to have fun and is very more like outgoing, she's back. Mm-hmm. But that other side of me is also there. And now that girl has like learned how to balance that also traumatized side of me where yeah. it doesn't take over or become my whole story or become how I dictate my life. Mm-hmm. But the decision to make a song about it, because mm-hmm. that's almost like you reliving yeah. the entire you know, moment, why, why did, did you feel like it was like a release? Like you felt like you needed to write a song or? I felt like making that song was kind of more so like a, hey, like I'm not okay. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, there's great things going on around me and I have to like put on this like, yeah, I'm here. And hopefully, like you said, like, you know, I've never met you and you're like a bad person or whatever. And yeah. it's like, there was times where my my family and my team had to experience the bad side of me. Or there's times where, um, I even I even be, before that I had a um an interview with Angie Martinez and I mm-hmm. even like spoke on it because I felt like it was a lot of mis like 
oh, but she looks fine. And that's another mm-hmm. thing that people don't explain about, like, mental health. Like, you could look a certain way, but it's really... Starts it's like high-functioning depression. Yeah, yeah. high-functioning. And it's like, I had no other choice because it was like, God is in front of me. Like, hey, look, mm-hmm. are you going to, you know what I'm saying? Are you going to keep going? Or, you know, so it was a lot of like, oh, my God, I'm supposed to be grateful. But no, I shouldn't be grateful because I'm da-da-da. So it was a lot of like fighting and stuff. And like I say, even with the with the interview that I did, I was, I had like a, a good hour in mm-hmm. the bathroom with my makeup artist, my PR and and my other and my other management and I was having like really bad um because I'll I'll have I'll go into like a blackout mm-hmm. moment where I'm like on the floor if it's not my best friend's voice or my mm-hmm. mom's voice like you really can't get through to me so it's like I was going through that even before like interviews are just on stage I'll like you know even talking about it like I I do feel myself a little fidgety but there's times where I wasn't in control of my of my emotions or it'll come out it'll come off as aggressive or I'll mm-hmm. come off as like what the, what's wrong with her you know yeah. so that definitely well, do, played with me before we we because I know it's very sensitive mm-hmm. but I don't need you to explain the moment mm-hmm. but explain the song for people who are new to this so, what that song is about who changed was about like um understand like for the people close to me it wasn't really mm-hmm. for the public that song mm-hmm. was really for my my like friends around the situation to also understand like who who really changed mm-hmm. was it just the circumstances around me or now y'all looking at me like y'all forgetting that I'm going through something and then y'all just seeing like oh yeah but she signed so she's okay so I could I, we was just talking about like a trauma dump on her mm-hmm. I could call her to help me out with things but like nobody's really calling me to check check on me it just seems right. like oh well you look okay yeah well i'm okay because like for an audience this is melly and audrey are not the same you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying yeah like the same baddie is in the picture you know what right, i'm saying right. because that's what i want to show i want to mm-hmm. be a strong i'm supposed to be leading but in a way it just felt like yo you guys are like so close to me and like it seems that like you are the guys changing while y'all telling me that i'm changing but i'm i'm really i'm changing because i don't understand myself and also there's things changing around me but the people that are supposed to like remind me who i am aren't acting the same right and that's what i always tell people because it's you know when you get into like a different tier mm-hmm. of the industry, right? Mm-hmm. When you reach a level of success, I tell people all the time, every everyone says that you changed. Yeah. Like it's you. Like you're like you're acting like this way or you know, but I feel like it's the people around you, like they they the way they perceive you yeah. changes. So now they're seeing you as Melly. Mm-hmm. So they may feel like, well, you owe me XYZ. Yeah, or you acting like this or da da da. You yeah. acting bougie or mm-hmm. you know, or whatever, you know. So how do you deal with that now? Because I feel like now, like I said, there is a lot of growth in you. So mm-hmm. I feel like you are, you reach like a comfort, yeah. not com- like you're at peace. Yeah, with I'm it definitely all. at peace with myself. That's definitely what it is. I'm very at peace. Um, I feel like the way, um, I can't say that before I was definitely more of a people pleaser, mm-hmm. you know? So now like if I, um, I learned to be my own friend. Mm-hmm. before expecting others to be my friend or understand me. Mm-hmm. So I also had to understand, like, hey, like, I'm not always going to explain myself. If I have time or if I have the mental capacity, I'll explain myself. But you're also going to have to understand, maybe the day that I do decide to explain myself, 
you're not going to want to hear it. Mm-hmm. So maybe that conversation will never happen. And mm-hmm. then either you pop up on me or I see you and we wave or whatever the case may be. Right. But I'm okay with not being heard. I'm okay with not having closure. I'm okay with, you know, like, oh, you're mad at me? Get over it. Like, hit right. me up when you're good. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm okay with, oh, I want to tell you th- something, da 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 and just being like, you know, like, I respect how you feel. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not sure, like, what I did to make you feel like this, but I'm in a very comfortable place in my in my life where it's like, if I'm so comfortable right now and whatever I'm doing is bothering mm-hmm. you, then that means that we've outgrown each other. You don't That's need it. to be around me. And I'm not the friend that, like, once you cancel on me, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm good. I'm not the friend that's going to be like, why did you cancel? Oh, I haven't seen you. Da-da-da. Mm-hmm. Like, I just saw my other friend the other day. He's like, yo, like, I haven't seen you in my long. I played around. I was like, oh, look at, look who's here. But <laughs> yeah. then I told him, I was like, yo, don't ever feel like you have to be nervous to come back around. Mm-hmm. Because that's how friendships, like, go to dust. Because yeah. then it's like, oh, I haven't been around them for a minute. I can't come. Nah, that's not what friendship's about. We friends, we family. Like, mm-hmm. you come back around when you good. Because that's the same grace that I would want you to Absolutely. have for me. What's one relationship that you haven't healed from that you would like to heal from? Um, there's definitely one. Mm-hmm. Is is um, it's very recent, mm-hmm. but not healing in a way where it's like, oh, I can't get over the situation or whatever. But more so, I'm still healing from having like somebody who's 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 been in my life and played like a family role too mm-hmm. to also not be in my life anymore. Mm-hmm. But you would still want to like tap in and just, or you're, um, I don't know. I feel like I'm still, <laughs> I'm healing from it, yeah. but I've, I've become so like detached mm-hmm. from others that I'm mm-hmm. okay. I'm like kind of not saying that I'm like, okay, go, go ahead. And I'm not going to feel nothing, but more so like, I understand life. Maybe yeah. you need to come back around in three more years when we could communicate. Yeah, different space. What about your experience with mental health support in your family? Like, um, were they receptive and open to you, like, saying, like, well, I don't, I'm not feeling okay today. Like, did they um, give you that support? I feel like just recently I got to speak to my cousins because we have, like, a whole group chat. Mm-hmm. And I got to... um explain to them you know because we all have we all have our, our, our boss moments but we have yeah. our low moments and there's times where I'm like away for a long time where I'm not seeing none of my friends I'm not around my mom or my family and being honest and vulnerable right now I had a um I had text my my mom my dad and my whole like the group of cousins that I had and I said pray for me mm-hmm. and they was like you know, because I'm good at praying. I'm good, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. usually, like, one of the friends that my friends call, like, yo, you want to pray? Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. But I was like, right now, I'm not in a space to pray for myself and believe it mm-hmm. or tap into who I'm, you know what I'm saying, or who I'm praying to, so mm-hmm, pray for mm-hmm. me. And, yeah. um, like, the day after, I said, hey, guys, like, whoever prayed for me, think, you know, they was like, okay, we got you or whatever. And I said, thank you, and I, like, broke it down, you know. Like, there's times where my head is too busy where I can't concentrate or, like, I'm having episodes where my anxiety is playing tricks on me or, like, I feel like it's not it's not me, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So they've, they just now understand that. But my mom, like, I feel like she's, from the time period that I did have, like, that switch of, like, oh, she's not the same no more, mm-hmm. she did, like, thread lightly with me. She She became more softer. Because my mom has always been, like, a stern, like, fuerte woman. Mm-hmm. But she did become, like, more, like, 
you know, like she'll tell my best friend, like, like those yeah, times yeah. where I'll hear, I'll be arguing with my best friend. I'm like, yeah. why am I going so hard and stuff? Or I'm arguing with her, and yeah. they'll they'll look at each other like, you know. But I had 100%. to like process that, like, okay, I can't be acting all crazy and stuff. I gotta, you know. But I feel like my my people around me definitely understood that. What about in the music industry? Cause I I have often heard you say like, mm-hmm. well, people look at me crazy. <laughs> like, what's that? So yeah. why do you feel like you have that stigma in the music industry? Um, which by the way, you're human, by the way. Yes. So like, I don't think anyone looks at you crazy, but you've said it in. in no, interviews. I think I think I throw that word out like freely. I don't mm-hmm. think people say, "Oh, you're crazy" or whatever. <laughs> but I mean, I do think sometimes people be like, "She's crazy for saying that," or like, mm-hmm. "She's crazy because she that don't care." Like, why would she say that? You know what I'm saying? But I definitely feel like, um, before everything, I was very much open about mm-hmm. it. But I played it off very well. Mm-hmm. I think um, having, I was on tour with Summer Walker. So being on the tour with Summer and like people also understanding like her personality on like she's a wild girl, but mm-hmm. she still has anxiety. She has like, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. she'll get nervous and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So I feel like in the industry, having somebody like Summer like um, really like stamp the whole the whole movement and stuff, I feel like. I'm not really being looked at as that thing because I feel like, again, you just said the pandemic. I don't mm-hmm. think that it was only us who actually got into like, no. you know what I'm saying? So was, I feel yeah. like the world has become a place where it's like more open to things where it's like, like, you know, like a big celebrity that's mm-hmm. going on a rant. We'd be like, oh, they're just having an episode as to, oh, they're crazy. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I feel like the world has very, has shifted a lot. And mental health has been like, um, like, like a kind of like a what's that? Like a domino effect where mm-hmm. people felt more like open about it. Yeah, they're and, talking about it. They're being vocal. and being more educated on the things because you could like say when when you think about bipolar people, mm-hmm. I used to think like bipolar people was just people that be sitting down and they'll go mm, and, ah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, but yeah. once you get to realize like what bipolar like. The, the disorder is you'll be like oh okay because I think even um Selena Gomez I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken Selena Gomez she was open and uh, she was open about that you know what I'm saying so a lot of times like I said like I feel like it's become a domino effect to be more open to researching like okay there's different stages there's how tears. you said the yeah. ma- dementia right and then yeah. Alzheimer's, and Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what about like so you you go on tour with Summer Walker what is the difference between the energy yeah. going on tour with Summer Walker versus like going on tour with Meek Mill. The energy was definitely that it was women. Mm-hmm. There was more women around. Um, Summer was very kind. Like she, she was like, "Hey, like I booked you a, a appointment, a massage." Like most of the time, I couldn't make it because right. we had like just you tour stuff. The spa day, girl. We had tour stuff because on tour anything can happen. Literally, right. like you just gotta be prepared. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. But um, with Summer, it was definitely, I felt like the crowd was different, mm-hmm. you know, because it's all obviously different crowds. Um, We definitely, like, we didn't, we really only saw each other once mm-hmm. on tour because, like I said, tour is crazy. But it definitely, the second time, prepared me from the first one. Mm-hmm. And are, are you signed? I keep asking myself this because mm-hmm. I remember one time you were signed with mm-hmm. Interscope. Yes. Are you still with Interscope? No, I'm not with Interscope. So I'm an independent okay. artist, and I'm like with STEM right now doing the show. Am I allowed to ask what happened there? Um, 
honestly, with with Interscope, it was a lot just like with with my own team at the time. Okay. Yeah. Was it like a mutual, like everyone kumbaya? No, yeah, yeah. And... Everything was definitely kumbaya. I was with um with Tori and stuff, okay. so it was a very kumbaya stuff. So now, what are you looking to get signed? Or are you just gonna stay independent? Um, What's the vibes right now? The mm-hmm. vibes is I'm open to it. You now. got sassy there. She said the vibes. The is. vibes are <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm very open to it. You know, because mm-hmm. there's um. Like I said, like the industry, even though there's times I'm like, ah, the industry, da, 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 the mm-hmm. industry doesn't equal everyone in it. So I feel like even when labels are like reaching out or like different opportunities are coming to the table, I'm still open to it because it could be different with anyone, you know. That's but fact. I'm, I'm honestly, honestly at a place where, like, I don't think people understand me enough. But when I got signed, I had just, I felt like I was thrown. Outside the lines. Like, what do you mean by that? What do you mean you was thrown out? What? Because, like, it was a great opportunity, but mm-hmm. again, what I was going through mentally, right? I couldn't process a lot of things. I couldn't, there was times where you'll be like, oh, can I talk to Melly? I'll be like, you take it, you take it. Or I'll be yeah. like, or you put a mic in front of me, I'll be like, I'd rather do be doing this. Like, you handle that, da da da. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It was like, I wasn't, I wasn't 100% like, in control of who I was or what I was doing. I was kind of just going with it and just going with the flow. But then the also the sassy person inside of me was also like, I'm going to stand because I'm women empowerment and all this extra stuff. But it's more so like now that I'm grown, it's like, okay, like you need to chill. Mm-hmm. Hold on, hold up. No, say how you feel. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So that's where I'm at. But did you feel like you couldn't, like you were not allowed to be vocal during those times? I felt like... I wasn't because um, I was seen as she's bugging or she's not listening. And I I grew up with my parents like, you're not listening, we're just going to send you. Or, oh, you're not, you're the rebel. So automatically I already came into it like, oh, whatever, you know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. a lot of times like it wasn't that my label was was bad because they wasn't. Like they actually held me down a lot. Mm -hmm. And... It was more so like they had a vision for me, but I wasn't as like I wasn't as open to just doing one thing because I knew I had so many pockets. So mm-hmm. that was one of the reasons also why I cried during Icy because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my god, I don't want them to feel like I'm just like um quote unquote a mumble rapper. Because right. that's how I would see that song. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I also had to understand um, what it meant to go up the steps mm-hmm. because a lot of times I was going up one step, but then now you have Rihanna over yeah, there, and then yeah. people would think I'm like 50 steps. So now it's like, well, scratch all of this because now the formula, you know what I'm saying? Like, what you, mm-hmm. what I'm supposed to be doing wasn't like, I'll be like, no, like, I want to sing. No, but you have to rap. But yeah. I want to sing. You have to rap. So the rebel in me would be in the studio, like, well, no, I don't want to rap. But in yeah. reality, it wasn't that I was being a rebel. I felt more pressure to do something that I was doing freely mm-hmm. when you have, like, a label behind you. Like, well, you have to do this or right. da da because now it's, like, school in a way. Yeah. It's, like, assignments. So, so what and is the done. vision for yourself now? The vision right now is, that's what I was getting to, <laughs> I finally, I stepped into one one body, one soul, one mind. Mm. I was I like that. I was very... Okay. 
it was like three different, you know, yeah. but I feel like I've learned to appreciate life. I've learned to understand what's a moment, what's what's here for good, what's not, you mm -hmm. know? So I feel like when it comes to my career, I'm back to like, I'm back to just loving what I do mm -hmm. and doing it freely and wanting to just release music to for, to just connect. Cause if I was if it was up to me, I'll just perform my whole life. Like, yeah. For free. Like I wanna be on the stage. Okay, like y'all got a slot bet, I'm coming in. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Because what means more to me is seeing is seeing like my 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 support system, which is the Melly Mob, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And also like knowing that like, yo, I'm doing something for others. Like I feel, I like I like to feel like I'm helping. Yeah. So that's like one thing about me. Like if it was up to me, I'll just be performing and that's it. But I'm really coming into myself and understanding like how I really want to introduce myself to the world. You so grown now. Thank you. That's that divine energy. Yes. <laughs> that is that divine energy. Medusa EP. <laughs> Listen, because I heard that song and I was like, ooh, mm -hmm. Melly is really, I guess your so energy I... is different now. Mm -hmm. It feels good? Yeah, it, I feel great. Yeah? I feel great. I love this for you. Thank you. I love this. So, okay, we're in Q4 now. Mm -hmm. So Q4 and then 2023, what do we have coming up? So I definitely have um, more consistency, like coming up with my with my career mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Like just releasing music and mm -hmm. also listening, listening to what my my audience wants. So you know, I've been like doing little snippets here and there. So whatever, like my audience wants, like that's what I'm here to deliver. I'm, I'm more so like I feel like it's just me and the Melly Mob right now. Like it's just me and them that I'm focused on. I'm not focusing on numbers, the dramas, or who's this or who's that. I'm focused on like what my fans want to hear because when I hit the stage, I want to be able to be like, eh. you know. So that's what I'm on. All right, so Melly. You and I, when we first met, we did the quickest interview mm -hmm. I've ever done. Mm -hmm. We're going to do it one more time. Okay. Let's do you ready? <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's see. And don't tell me that uh -huh. I should be quicker. Don't do that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Let me ask my questions and then. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. All right. Tell me you're Latina without telling me you're Latina. Um, Tres golpe. Ooh. Mm. With the abacate. That one is different, right? That one is different. That one is mm -hmm. different. Oh What's your favorite Spanish food? Um, oh, arroz con maíz y pollo guisado. Ooh, I love that. Okay. What's one thing you need in the morning? Mm. Come on. And then you're going to say, I need to be I quicker. I know. I don't know. <laughs> you're going to uh, say, I need to be quicker. It needs to be cold air 24-7. So okay. that's something I need in the morning. What's the last movie that made you cry with laughter? With laughter? Hmm. There gotta be one with laughter. Yeah, that is so funny. It makes oh, you cry. Like it makes me okay. Like it's hilarious that it makes you cry. I haven't. I haven't seen a movie that's that funny yet. I'm sorry. No. Mm -hmm. Not one stand-up comedy. Not one. I mean, The Office, but that's <laughs> not The Office. Is what makes me like cry. Okay. If you had the last supper with three Latinas, mm -hmm. who would you pick? With three Latinas? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll definitely pick Paquita del Barrio. Okay. Mm, La uh -huh. India. Ooh. And Miriam Cruz. 
I need to be a part of that dinner. Right? That would be fire. Shout out to Melly. Thank you so much Thank for coming so on Growing Up Latina. Any last things you want to tell your fans? Um, Stay tuned for the music. Thank you for sticking with me. I love y'all. And y'all are really my family. So shout yes. out to the Melly Mob. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Love you so much.